Welcome to r slash, a podcast where I read the best posts from across Reddit. Today's subreddit is r slash entitled parents, where OP's neighbor tries to steal his land. Our next Reddit post is from Faye Grimoire. A bit of context. Due to a brain injury a few years back, my father's motor skills haven't been the greatest. He can't operate machinery, and his memory is awful. Most days, he can usually walk around just fine, if a bit wobbly. But when he's having a bad day, he needs the help of a cane or a walker. Even then, he can be pretty prone to falling over. It's no big deal, and he doesn't need an ambulance as long as he doesn't hit his head, and he can easily get back up with help. So I'm at the grocery store with my dad. I'm carting our stuff back to our car, and he's hobbling alongside me with his cane, as it's a bit of an off day for him. I begin loading our stuff into the car when my dad takes a bit of a tumble. As I go over to help my dad stand up, I nearly jump out of my skin as a nearby woman with a kid sees us and practically screams. I kinda shoot her a dirty look while I'm helping him up, but this woman is just scowling at me and whispering into her phone. I help my dad into the car so he can sit and catch his breath. While I finish putting away the groceries, I heard someone call out to me. I turn to see a police officer. Reddit, do you want to know what this Karen's reaction to seeing a 50-something-year-old man with a cane falling over was? Apparently, other than screaming, it was to call the cops and report him for public drunkenness. I didn't even know that was a thing until it was explained to me. But apparently in my state, it's a Class C misdemeanor and you can get fined up to 500 bucks. A few questions and a breathalyzer test cleared my dad's name and we got to go home without incident. And I never did find out what happened to that nutcase of a woman. But what kind of a backwards worldview do you have to have to look at an elderly person who's fallen over, see that they have a cane, and think, Ew, a drunk person and hazard to polite society? Down in the comments, we have this story from Get Out Girl. This happened to a friend of mine this summer. He's a disabled Vietnam vet who wears leg braces. He stumbled and fell in the Wally parking lot. My friend actually needed a Karen like this, because while he was trying to get up off the ground, people were stealing his groceries out of his cart. Not one person helped him. Oh my god, imagine how much of a disgusting human being you need to be to steal food right in front of a disabled war vet while he's struggling on the ground. This next post is an update to an earlier r slash entitled parents video. As a reminder, OP has this crazy neighbor who expects OP to just give her part of his driveway so she can install a below-ground pool. Then, when OP refuses, she sends OP this crazy voicemail saying that she's going to take that driveway with or without his permission. So anyways, on to part two. I honestly didn't take my neighbor seriously, and that was a mistake. Back when that first happened, I stayed home from work the next day to make sure my neighbor didn't try anything. Everything was completely normal, so I went back to work the next day. When I was pulling into my driveway, there were trucks from a swimming pool company on the street in front of my neighbor's house. I immediately regretted not taking the situation more seriously, but I had to go to work, so I left and called my wife asking her to keep an eye out. About two hours later, my wife called me, telling me that the trucks had pulled into our driveway and a few guys had started removing the hedges that lined my driveway. To give you guys an idea of what my driveway looks like, there are hedges that line the driveway all the way up to my house. Then the hedges branch out to the left and right, although these aren't the only things separating my property from my neighbors. In my previous post, I mentioned that my house is on a hill. My neighbor's houses are lower than mine, so their backyards are lower than mine also. If you were to stand on my driveway looking at my neighbor's backyard, you'd be looking at a 5 foot drop. The guys were removing the hedges for easier access to my neighbor's backyard. I immediately left work and went home. 
When I got there, I explained to the contractors that I had not given permission to alter my property in any way. They told me to call their office, which I did. Unfortunately, my neighbor came outside while I was on the phone with them, screaming at the guys to continue what they were doing and telling them that she owned my driveway. She started screaming in my face, telling me that I was a scumbag, that her kids needed an in-ground pool. And why should my kids have a nice pool but not her kids? Nothing she said made any real sense. I didn't really know what to say, so I just kind of stared at her while she was screaming at me. I was still on hold with the pool company anyway. She then told me that my wife's sister had told her that it was okay for her to cut down my hedges, and that was all the permission she needed. My wife is one of five siblings, three girls and two boys. I'm really close with her brothers, but not her sisters. They've always been weird to me. A few years back, her older sister straight up called me a racial slur, and the younger sister was never openly hostile towards me, but she's been mooching off of me for the last 10 years, and she flips out if me or my wife ever say no to her. I really don't know what to say to my neighbor at this point, so I just walked up to my house to speak to my wife. After my wife spoke to her sisters, we found out that my younger sister-in-law has been speaking to my neighbor for the past year. My sister-in-law claims that she mentioned to the neighbor that the city had used eminent domain to take some of my property a few years back, but nothing more than that. I guess my neighbor thought that this meant that anyone could take my property. I'm still not following the logic here. So, yeah, this situation is completely bonkers. I'm putting a fence around my property now, which I really don't want to do. The pool guys assured me that they would not be returning, but my neighbor is absolutely crazy, and I'm wondering what she has planned next. My wife and I were talking about moving across the country to get away from her sisters, but we didn't want to leave my mom and my brother. I guess my neighbor made up our minds for us, so we'll be moving away ASAP. OP, if your neighbor illegally cut down your hedges, then I'd like to introduce you to a little thing called tree law. Granted, hedges probably aren't quite as expensive as trees are, but you can still sue your neighbor for buckets of money. Trust me on this one, OP. Call the cops, call a lawyer, and get paid. Our next Reddit post is from Flaky Slice. I'm a 19-year-old girl who works for my neighbors as a full-time nanny for their one-year-old baby girl, Lena. They have two other daughters, Haley, who's 8, and Taya, who's 11. But I've been specifically instructed by their parents that I'm only there for Lena, not them. So this past Friday, I was getting up for work, and I received a text from the mom, Rachel, explaining that she and her husband would both be gone from the house until noon. So she wanted me to skip my 11 a.m. break to make sure the older two girls would be supervised. I had just woken up, so I said okay and went to make my coffee. I have a hard time saying no on the spot, and it takes me a minute to think things through. When I put Lena down for her nap that morning, I texted the mom and dad and said that I totally understand that you have appointments to go to. But if you need me to skip my break and watch three kids instead of just one, I'd prefer that you ask me if I'd be willing to do it rather than tell me to do it. I also told them my hourly rate for watching all three girls was 20 bucks, as opposed to 15 bucks for just watching Lena, and that I would like to be paid accordingly. I received a long text from their mom about 15 minutes later that basically said that they felt as though they'd made several exceptions where my pay was concerned, and that she was upset by my message. She then went on to detail three different instances in which they'd shown me kindness and felt as though I should have made an exception. To top it off, she asked me to reevaluate over the next two weeks whether or not I wanted to keep my job. I was really taken aback by this message, so I called my mom and asked her what she thought. My mom was pissed. 
My mom told me that pre-COVID, she would drive Haley and Taya to school in the morning along with my sister and would pick them up in the afternoon as well. I guess there were plenty of times that my bosses assumed that my mom would babysit after school with minimal heads up. My mom had to tell them to just stop doing that or to pay her for her time. I've also kind of felt like they were dumping all their kids on me, especially because I serve as unpaid supervision for the two older girls due to the fact that both the parents work in isolated parts of the home. I wrote my own message back and detailed my own five-point list of kindnesses that I had shown the family, including last summer when I worked for them for $10 less because the mom had to take on a summer job. I had also recently agreed to work an extra 10 hours a week for free just to show my appreciation for this job. I then told her that I don't understand how any of what she said had anything to do with the fact that I had to be asked in advance to take care of all three girls. I told her that I was unsure of what I had said that was deserving of a response asking me to reconsider if I wanted to keep my job. So I gave her my two weeks notice and told her that I did not appreciate my job stability being threatened over something so minimal. So she should use this time to find alternative childcare and that we should just part as friendly neighbors. They pretty much freaked out. I don't think that Rachel was actually expecting me to quit. She told me that I'd stressed her out by texting her in the first place and that she was just trying to make sure I was being properly paid because you'd made it sound like we were trying to shortchange you. I told her they were trying to shortchange me and they shouldn't have threatened me. Rachel just looked at the floor and her poor husband was trying to do damage control. OP, I'm proud of you for standing up for yourself. You know, every once in a while I'll hear someone say that school should teach kids how to do taxes and yeah, I totally agree with that. But while we're at it, can we also teach kids other life lessons like how to stand up to your boss when he tries to get you to do free work? It's kind of weird, right? You go to school for so many years to teach you how to enter the workforce. But at no point during those years in high school or college or whatever do they ever take the time to tell you how to stand up for yourself in a toxic work environment. And also negotiating for a salary, interview skills, all those kinds of things. Our next Reddit post is from Experiment64. I'm a 17-year-old who just finished high school getting ready to go to college to pursue my dreams. You've heard it all before. My uncle is a 30-year-old man. The only job that he's ever worked is a server at McDonald's roughly 14 years ago, and his parents let him quit after one week. He and his parents refuse to get him therapy to deal with his Asperger's. So instead, he just sits in his filthy room all day, gets high as a kite on his meds, doesn't bathe, and gets welfare. I'm practically the only person he talks to aside from his parents. My grandpa, that is to say my uncle's dad, is like 65 years old. He's been on disability for years too. His disability? Depression. Anyways, on to the story. So I woke up yesterday morning feeling good. I had a sandwich, drank some coffee, did a little homework, worked on my resume, and all things considered, it was a pretty chill start to the day. But of course, all of this changed when I got this text from my grandfather. Then, OP includes a screenshot of his conversation with his grandfather. Hi, I want you to please call my brother blank sometime over the weekend at this phone number. It pertains to important information concerning what's to be done in the future as far as your uncle is concerned. Thanks, Grandpa. Me? Yes, you! I choose you to take care of such matters. If you want, call me and I can explain further. Grandpa, I love you and I've heard about what's going on and I'm really sorry, but I'm 17 years old. I don't think it's appropriate for me to take care of adult matters like this. My dad would be the more appropriate choice to handle something like this. That's the end of the text conversation. As you can see, I'm pretty confused and uncomfortable. 
But despite my pretty clear expression of disinterest in the matter, Grandpa seems to disregard my feelings. As much as I'd love to tell you, dear reader, that I absolutely murdered him with words, that simply didn't happen. I asked my mom to back me up because I was scared and confused and I didn't know what to say because he was my grandpa. So after I got the text message, I received a call from my grandpa. I had the call on speaker so my mom could hear. I ask how he's doing and he starts venting to me about all of his adult issues and then he gets down to business. He pretty much demanded, not requested, but demanded me to call his brother who I've only met like two times ever, so we can discuss who takes care of my uncle after he and my grandma pass away. I tell him one more time, Grandpa, I'm 17. This is an inappropriate thing to ask of me, and I really think that you should be speaking to my dad right now instead of me. Then my grandpa responds with something along the lines of, You'll be 18 in a couple of months, butthole. Just do it. You're the only one I trust with my family matters. Might I remind you that my mom was sitting across the room listening to this? And that last line really set her off. I don't remember exactly what she said because it's all kind of a blur even a day after, but she was absolutely pissed. She started yelling at Grandpa for not only asking these things of a kid who doesn't say no to people, but also for not consulting her before so. She told him my uncle is a 30-year-old man, and if he really can't function because of his Asperger's, then that's assisted living's problem, not her son's. My grandpa backed down pretty quickly and apologized before hanging up the phone. After that, I had a long conversation with my uncle about how I'm glad to be his friend, but it will never be my responsibility to take care of him. My uncle said that he understood, but he mentioned randomly that he knows that I'd give him a place to stay temporarily if the situation called for it. He's been really insistent on us becoming roommates when I'm an adult, so I have a feeling that I'll just have to grow a spine and tell him off soon. So, on the one hand, I do kind of sympathize with the grandfather because he wants someone to take care of your uncle. But at the same time, how can he expect to just pawn off a disabled family member to a 17-year-old kid? Our next Reddit post is from Bubbly Blimp. This all happened during the Texas power outages. My whole street lost power, and I was getting ready to head to my uncle's house because he had electricity. I'm not even kidding. Two minutes before I was about to leave, I got a knock at the door. I go to answer my door, and I see my neighbor who lives in the house behind me. We'll call her Big Bertha, and she had her kid along. I say hello and ask what's going on. Big Bertha tells me that she had a family occupying her house, and she needed a place to stay because her house was too full. I said, sorry, I'm leaving myself. I won't be able to let you guys stay. Keep in mind that I barely even know these people. She responds with the most entitled statement ever. So you're going to be the reason we freeze. Selfish. I was honestly in shock. I didn't know what to do. I was just expecting for her to accept it and be on her way. I said, I'm sorry, and I went to close the door. As I was closing the door, I heard her say, ouch. I turned to see that she had put her foot in the door so that it wouldn't close. She then forced my door open and stepped into my house, yanking her kid inside with her. She looked at me and said, We are not leaving. What? What do you mean you're not leaving? I didn't know what to think. This fool was acting like she was a dictator or something. At this point, I knew that she was too stubborn to be convinced, so I'd have to trick her. I said, Here, come with me. I'll get you a spare key to my house so you can access it while I'm gone. It's out front. I grabbed my bags and had them follow me outside, and as soon as the door closed, I locked it, ran to my car, and sped out of my driveway. I nearly ran over Big Bertha because she thought that she could stop me by standing in the middle of the road, but I swerved onto someone else's lawn. Wait, so this lady was trying to force her way into other people's houses in Texas? 
She's right. Her life was in danger, but not from the cold weather. More like from cold lead. That was our slash entitled parents. And if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.